This episode of Kid Lit These Days is sponsored by TBR, Tailored Book Recommendations, the perfect last-minute gift for the readers in your life. Is your favorite book lover hard to shop for, or are you running out of time to shop at all? Give the gift of TBR, Book Riot's subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes, which you can schedule to show up in your loved one's inbox on whatever day you like. Choose from plans that allow your loved one to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email as a one-time gift or a year-long subscription. And sit back while our bibliologists do the rest. When your recipient redeems their gift, they'll complete a profile to tell TBR about their reading preferences and what they're looking for, and they can even connect their Goodreads account. Then we'll match them up with a bibliologist who will handpick recommendations for them. Gifts start at just $16, so there's an option for every budget. TBR is produced in partnership with Print, a bookstore in Portland, Maine. So when you treat someone's shelf, you're supporting an indie too. Visit mytbr.co slash gift to sign up today. That's mytbr.co backslash gift. And welcome to episode 44 of Kid Lit These Days, a Book Riot podcast. At Kid Lit These Days, we are your Kid Lit connoisseurs, pairing the best of children's literature with what's going on in the world today. I'm Nicole Young, alongside my co-host, Matthew Winner, and we are here to have conversations that create opportunities for parents, grandparents, teachers, librarians, and all who love children's books to engage in the world through literature in a deeper and broader way. We are recording on December 20th. 2020. And on today's episode, we are talking about masking up, staying safe, COVID updates, and vaccines. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Nicole Young. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? (laughs) I mean, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Happy final episode of 2020. 2020. Goodbye to this year. (laughs) Goodbye to this year. I love um, I I I um <laughs> let's give just a peek behind the curtain in that I um helped to compose our show notes and as you're reading the 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 opening copy of the episode I'm like uh-oh we're getting to the part when I didn't word things the best <laughs> and and then we just landed on it so well done you for dealing with how cloudy my mind is no <laughs> in real time oh my gosh I mean it's been a year so I I am glad that we're wrapping up. It's been a year of wonderful episodes of Kid Lit these days. I can't believe we're at the last one of 2020. That's wild, right? Yeah, it's wild. I think that um, there's a lot of things that we're sort of standing on a precipice in so many ways in our country, looking out at what will be our future. And there are a good number of things we were even sort of being silly about on the last episode, but they remain in our future here that we're looking ahead toward, uh, like you said, about what's going on with COVID and particularly entering what, what can and will be a very devastating winter, but also, since we last recorded, vaccines are being rolled yes. out. So yes. there, there's there's hope happening. We had electoral college votes that confirmed mm-hmm. a new president, yep, despite yep. more news from <laughs> our sitting president saying things. But we, we just thing. have things that feel hopeful to me and feel like, we were hoping before, and now these hopes are being realized. So that that's, a, I think, a good place to be. 
I agree. I I feel great about the vaccine being here. Um, it feels like there's a little bit of a little bit of light at the end of a very dark COVID tunnel. Um, and, and I actually like know people who have gotten the vaccine, um, frontline workers and, and nurses and, and doctors. So that is really exciting. So that is exciting. Nicole, I have to tell you my favorite tweet that I read about the vaccine, which is that some random user wrote something along the lines of, um, the, um, the most prevalent side effect of the COVID vaccine as witnessed by my boyfriend is not being able to stop talking about getting the COVID vaccine. (laughs) I was like, that's the greatest tweet. You just won the internet. Good job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, we'll all be there soon. We have two vaccines. As of recording this, we have two vaccines that have been approved and they're starting to be rolled out across the country with um, more talk about purchasing more vaccines to be able to distribute across the country. Sounds like most of us, the general public, we are we are shooting for, hoping for um, March, April, May, that window. But for now, like you said, those vaccines are already being distributed to our frontline uh, and critical need individuals. And that's, that's, that's a very good thing. It is. It is. Um, and, you know, you and I have been, all of our topics since March, right, have just been about, like, how do we cope? with this? How do we get help kids think about this? Um, And so it's exciting to just have something new to share with children, right? Like some new hope. And and I mean, it needs to reinvigorate our conversations around safety, right? As we head into these really, really hard winter months where we really have to stay inside. Um, But it's exciting to be able to tell kids um, something new about what's happening. I think so too. And I think about, well, you know, our guest today, uh, is Caldecott Honor winner Lewin Pham. And I can't wait to introduce her new picture book to you. But we talk about that all throughout the interview too, just the, the there is hope beyond our fatigue. We just need to hold on tight mm-hmm. and see that, that, that if you are taking those precautions, it is working and you are, you are expressing a great deal of love by being safe. So we'll get into that. Let me actually jump into our next sponsor uh, before we go any further. So this episode of Kill It These Days is sponsored by Read Harder 2021 because Book Riot's annual challenge is back. Once again, Read Harder 2021 has 24 tasks designed to help you break out of your reading bubble and expand your worldview through books. With new genres, new authors, and new points of view, the challenges will hopefully help you discover amazing books you wouldn't have otherwise picked up. Read a romance by a trans or non-binary author, nonfiction about anti-racism, middle-grade mysteries, and more in this year's challenge. Go to bookriot.com slash readharder to get the full challenge task list and to check out the prizes for those who complete the challenge. That's bookriot.com slash readharder. Well, I think that... uh, now is as any good of time as any for me to tell you about this book, because also another peek behind the curtain, this episode, Nicole, it's fair to say that the both of us sort of went in going, well, what what do we talk about for the episode before the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We did our holiday episode uh, two episodes ago where we were sort of wrapping up the year, saying favorite things, and that was great. Um, and last week we had... Uh, our last episode, we had uh, Jelani Memory on from a kid's book about, and we were talking about 
talking about those challenging topics with kids and being able to engage through books. And today, on that topic of staying safe, uh, we're welcoming Lewin Pham. And she's a Vietnamese children's book illustrator and author. She's illustrated and written more than 80 books. And in 2020, she won a Caldecott honor for her illustrations in the book Bear Came Along. Wynn's newest book is called Outside Inside, and it's a moving picture book celebrating essential workers and community coming together to face the challenges of the global COVID-19 pandemic. Before we get into the interview, though, Nicole, I just wanted to share with you, we'll talk after the interview about so many books that are coming out in response to COVID-19 and the pandemic. But this one, Nicole, this one feels set apart in that it doesn't so straightforward talk about wearing masks and COVID-19. In fact, it doesn't, the the text of the book doesn't name COVID-19 at all or say mask up or anything like that. It is a book, really the, the first book I've read that feels of this time and also timeless, one that we can return to. And I just was 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 moved, was disarmed by how beautiful the book was. So I'm so excited to introduce you and others to Outside Inside, and most especially to Lewin Pham, the author and illustrator. Hi, my name is Lewin Pham. I'm she, her. Uh, I am a children's book creator. I like to say creator because I, although I illustrate most books, I also write. And it just turns out that's all one big name. It's a, I'm a creator. I make books. That's what I do for a living. And, and I absolutely love doing it. Lewin, I'm so grateful to be talking to you again. We have talked a number of times on the other <laughs> podcast, on the Children's Book Podcast, but to welcome you here onto Kidlit these days and into conversations that we're having regularly, but also with a book that's so beautiful and topical and timely. I'm just, I'm really grateful that that more folks get to know you uh, and get to know your voice through this. So thanks for joining yeah. us. Thank you for having me. I always love talking to you. (laughs) I wish we were sitting in the same room together, sharing, you know, some cup of coffee or something. We will. (laughs) One day we'll get our chance. I know we will. Remember that wonderful (laughs) ALA where we like rushed around and ran into (laughs) to Shannon Hale and and Dean and like how that was. We've had wonderful speedy moments together. Maybe we can actually sit and be calm and have coffee one day soon. I'd love that. No, (laughs) or just a proper big full meal with all of our friends again. God. Why does that sound like such a hard thing to happen anymore? It makes me so sad. Isn't it bizarre that we feel, I feel at times like I'm talking fantasy. Like I'm talking about stuff that like, I know you're going to think this is unreal, that this is fiction. But what I'm dreaming of is sitting at the same table with people eating food and seeing their faces and even seeing the stuff caught in their teeth. (laughs) you know what i miss i miss hugging people like i just miss there's it's funny a a friend of mine i hadn't seen in a while we um we went crazy we you know we got tested we made sure everything was fine we isolated and then we saw each other and we had masks on and right before we left we just looked and we said would it be okay if we hugged each other and there's that moment of electricity it's like a jolt when you realize 
God, as humans, there are electrical currents that go through our body that we are not sharing with other people anymore. And just that hug, it was amazing. And, you know, I don't do it regularly, but now I feel like I am not going to be able to take that for granted anymore. Just touching someone's hand or holding someone in some way, it's just, I don't know, it's its its crazy what it is that we've been adjusting our, ourselves to these days, isn't it? You're right. One of the most challenging uh, and unrelenting things that I've confronted throughout this quarantine, and we've talked about it on on the show before too, is that I work with children. And in fact, I work directly with children. We work in person. And it is so against everyone's nature in an elementary school to not be in close proximity, to be hugging, yeah. to be around each other. It's very, very hard to not comfort or see each other or just be present for one another in that way, and yet to wrestle with the necessity of it, that I am actively loving you by not yeah. getting close to you is an extreme paradigm shift. And one that I think you 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 hit so beautifully in your new picture book in Outside Inside, but one that, to be honest, I have thought over and over how Will children's book publishing be affected by this quarantine? How will it show up? Because the the books primarily that I've read that are like, here's why it's important to wear a mask, feel of a time. But mm-hmm. I'm seeking how people can 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 really ingest all of what's going on and and share it back out in a way that feels timeless, that feels like, you know, I'm gonna be carrying around this experience for a long time. I want a book that can help me understand what it means to carry that around for a long time too and when straight up i just want to say your picture book does that so exceptionally well making space i feel to say that this is this is now and it was also back in march and it will also be a feeling that we carry through our lives because it's become part of us so thank you for how you how you channeled that muse to tell this story in that way Thank you. This one, you know, it's funny when um when I started to put this project together, this book. Like, I, I I'm hesitant to call it anything because I know that uh, in the beginning it was it was really just disjointed images in my head, and I feel like everybody was feeling what I was feeling at that moment. It was it was the closest you can get to feeling a part of everyone when you're apart from everyone. You know, we were all sort of on the same vibe of what's going on, this fear and anxiety and concern about about what was happening in the world. And I just remember during that time, um, the images that came into my head wouldn't leave. And I didn't know how to process. I didn't know how to absorb all the information that was going on. And, and this was the only way I, I could uh, think to do it. It was... It's funny. You're talking about how we um, you we couldn't touch each other. Yes. And I feel like this was how I could touch people again. Mm. And I, I've always felt that way about kids' books. And I remember someone asking me why it is that I do books. And I said, a book is like the closest I can get to hugging a child. Yes. Because 
there's nothing between me and that child in like to watch a kid with your book sitting in a corner there's nothing there's nothing in between there there's no conduit there's no um there's no interpretation to be had it's only what the child wants to see from the book it's the closest you can ever get to a child it's the closest you can ever get to comforting a child to hugging a child and i'd like to say that i make hugs for a living and knowing that knowing that that's what i do this particular book meant so much more because I realized I can't go out and touch people, but I can touch people. I can still make this book and reach out and we can all find our voice in this. We can all recognize ourselves in this. And it became a, a different book for me, a different process. It just, gosh, I can't explain it in any other way that it came. It swept me up. I told my agent and I told my editor and I said, I think I have something. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a story. I don't know. I don't know where it's going, but I need to reach out to people with this. And I think even at that point, I was thinking, I'm just going to post all these images online and let people <laughs> touch them that way. Cause I, I just, it was the need was so immediate to reach people. And, you know, in the publishing world, you know, better than anybody, it takes forever for a book to come out. And I just kept thinking, I, I can't wait six months or a year for something. And um, and I think that's why when my editor, um, she realized what it was that I had in mind, she immediately said, we have to fast track this book. Yes. You've, you've got to get it out now because this is this needs to be felt now. And this, bear in mind, this was what we started to do this book in late May, early June. We thought it was going to be over by now. We really thought this was going to be a post-pandemic world and that everything would be fine. Not everything would be fine, but that we would be closer to normal. And here we are, you know, eight months later, and uh, we're in the same position and worse even. And it's it's crazy because in making the book, when we were first talking about what's the purpose of this book after this point in time, as you were talking about earlier, that was when we realized there has to be something like the word pandemic is never mentioned. The word COVID is never mentioned. You, you never say the words mask. You never say any of the, the catch keep phrases that you hear today all the time. It's just images and it's simple stringing together of really simple thoughts and ideas um, that are going to last past this moment. And I think that's what we were trying to do with this book. We were trying to find space for it outside of the immediate moment to understand what is the message we're, we're trying to get at? What is it that we're, we're trying to make permanent here? And the concepts of outside and inside, um, it goes in so many different ways. It started with simply, we had to come inside, we couldn't go outside. And then as a, as a symbol, as a metaphor, it just spiraled, it kept going. And I realized it was moving further and further from just our actual physical constraints to who we are as people. And, you know, this is such a divisive time in, in our history as well. And I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of going off topic, but I'm mixed race and I've never really felt like I could identify with one particular um, culture. I've, I've always felt sort of stranded in between places and it's always made me feel like, why does it matter <laughs> where we come from? Why does it matter what our skin color is? It, all of these the silly questions that you, as a kid you, you take as a base, I, I don't see any difference. I realized that was the real message of this book is that on the inside, on the outside, we're all different, but on the inside, we're the same. And that was the message that I'm hoping will carry beyond 
all of this. We'll, we'll take this book beyond COVID. We'll take this book beyond this particular moment in time. And that will be the, the message that resonates and that lasts. I love, I love that you end with that message. I love that you date the book, that there's a author's note in there that's dated June, 2020. Um, I wanted to say before I, I share some of the text that I think is so gently handled, um, I, I wanted to say too, and perhaps this is something you and I have talked about before, but I I hold that space with reading a book to a child as such a reverent place that, you know, you, you, you are, you talk about hugging a child, but when I'm holding the book and that child is in my lap, we, we are completing mm-hmm. a circle. We are quite literally hugging not just a kid hugging the book to their chest but we are making that loop we are an unending loop we are part of one another we are part of each other's story in that moment your book or you as the voice coming from that book uh, and the child and the parent and to have to have the book serving its readers in that way um, mm-hmm. in that space just makes it even even more so reverent. Your text begins, something strange happened on an unremarkable day just before the season changed. Everybody who was outside went inside. Everyone, everywhere, all over the world. And the, the way you carry us through this book, I, I find your art, I, you know that I love... I love studying how you do stuff. I, I've I've been fascinated before with how you decide or how the medium communicates to you what <laughs> to be used in the art. But in this book in particular, when I love the way that you you place windows, boxes, um, frames, if I if I can, in such unstructured, almost haphazard ways, and and what that does as a as a function in reading this story is that it creates that 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 tension or or i don't know discombobulation of of us feeling all over the place i think about your Mm -hmm. text where we first see that that reads everyone just went inside shut their doors and waited and it's these rectangles just sort of plopped everywhere Mm -hmm. they're not neatly stacked it's all of us just being literally in different places looking in different directions trying to feel like well well now what and it's just yeah. it's it's it feels very resonant with with i think all of us and everywhere and where we are yeah windows are amazing things if you think about it aren't they like you talk about windows to the soul you talk about your eyes being your windows to your soul and for me I've always had a fascination with windows. I always had a fascination when I, I, I love traveling and every time I take my kids somewhere, we're always sort of peeking into people's windows because it's a chance to experience somebody else's life. And especially windows in, in other countries, the different shapes and the different formats and some have glass and some have curtains and some are closed and shuttered and some are open and splayed and some places have no walls at all. You can, you know, in Vietnam during the heat season, you have no walls at all. You you are able to see right into someone's house. And there's something about a window that's not the same as a door. A window invites looking into a door can be closed on you. And so the book for me is peppered with windows 
because of that symbolism, because of that idea that uh, you you I I want everyone to be able to look at what's happening everywhere around the world. Like there was one thing that happened during the, the beginning of all, all all this the lockdown was that people went into immediate um, gosh look at me sort of mode. My life is horrible. This is happening, and I I wanted people to know what was happening everywhere that the world was suffering it wasn't just within their own their own space and the only way to do that is to look through these windows is to be able to see through these these spaces into other people's lives and i don't know i i can go on and on about no, the symbolism of I, windows, I think in giving I, us those windows though when you're also showing that you and i were talking off recording about just emotions and how I've been feeling everything all the time and hopping from one emotion to the next. And that's what so many of us are going through. But you give us those windows in this book as well. It's not that, hey, we're all inside, so everything's better. Of course it's not. You show yeah. two of my favorite images in the book. There's there's many. But I love when we first see the the hospital, all of those windows into a hospital. And when we look at the basement, we see two exhausted health yeah. workers, two exhausted doctors uh, or nurses. And on the opposite side of that panel, we see one yeah. crouching as if not wanting to be noticed, as if I just need a break. I need to just be alone and not feel, I don't know, I can yeah. feel myself putting emotion onto it, which I think we do. I, I we, we, we have, yeah. there's so much to study in those windows. But if I hop forward, you also have, um, when we talk about being inside in the, the family playing games or, or adults trying to work amid the kids or thinking about family or bills or all of those things, you have these girls watching a, or these, these two children watching a program on TV and um, a parent playing guitar or an older person playing guitar. Um, and the look on their face is not happy. It's, it's of a <laughs> means of communicating through that instrument and there's something too to holding that that there's not joy outside and loss and sadness inside or the reverse it is yeah. complicated and we're yeah. all just dealing with it and i yeah. think that 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 notion of we're look we're all just dealing with it here and you might see a scene i picture the kids reading this book thinking like oh i could see my much we we we, we always strive for children to mm -hmm. see themselves and be seen in books but here it is you might see yourself as that looks like my family or that looks like my emotion or that looks like yeah. the way we tried to cope or we tried that too and it didn't work and that is so complex win and i want to just tip my hat to you that you really you and your editors and everyone that helped put their th their fingerprints on this book i can see how hard you tried to see all of us and also through this book tried to communicate no matter what your belief is around all of this it's really important that we be mindful that we are taking acts of love toward one yeah. another in staying inside to yeah. protect everyone else who is outside. Yeah. You, you talk about them. The hospital scene, I think was the one page of the spread in the book that changed, that actually changed me as a person in doing. Wow. Um, and it was, gosh, I did this book over 
it was very quick. It was it was a month. We did it over about six weeks from start to finish. And um, I wanted to absorb as much as I could of the different perspectives. And thank you. I, I appreciate that you saw the effort behind that um, because it was effort and it was an emotional toll. Um, I am... Um, I think one of the first things I did was I, I started going through all of my friends on Facebook and Instagram and seeing what everyone's responses were and yeah. and I realized that it was it was mass chaos that that what people were feeling or and were coming back were just it was jumbled. It was too hard to be able to put into a single narrative in any way. And that was when I think I realized this book is going to be about this chaos, about recording as much of this chaos as we can and finding a path through it that we can maneuver and see and experience and not get sucked into. And one of the um, one of the things I actually remember putting out on um, at the time on some I'm not on social media very much, but during this time, of course, I think everybody was was finding it was the only way to contact people. Um, I I put out a blast saying, could you describe you know in two or three words how you feel, just in a single word? And I got back hundreds and hundreds of words from friends everywhere, um, you know, people I knew and people I didn't know. And I took every word and I started to make them into columns. And I made sure that each of the pages, each of these words was represented in some way. So whatever it was that people were feeling was going to be on that page. Mm. But but the hospital spread when I got to that one. I think one of the um, one of my friends on social media, her mother had died and she was she was just going through pains explaining what an excruciating way it is to die because you're I get very emotional when I talk about this so I'm sorry if I do but she talks about it's the loneliest death because when you go in the hospital you not only will not come out but you will not see your family ever again Mm. and that when she put it in that way and I started to go online and read, um, you know, a a lot of newspaper articles. And um, there was undercover video footage taken by um, a hospital in New Jersey. And this uh, doctor, she'd gone through with her camera and she was recording what madness was going on. And she was showing how they were literally duct taping plastic sheets onto corridors to turn it into an emergency COVID center to, to prevent the spread of it. She was showing how people were duct taping gloves to their hands because they didn't know how else to keep things from you know reaching their skin. And, and then she showed how exhausted the doctors and nurses were and how these, particularly the nurses, having to be with these people at what they knew were the, the end point of their life that they were going to be that person's family at the end of their life, like seeing all that footage. And I want to say, I probably bombarded myself for three or four days solid, just watching it and crying. And at the same time, trying like my mind rationally trying to pull images that would work for the book. And my other part of my brain just not able to absorb it all. I kept thinking if people could see this, it doesn't matter. Personal freedoms, whatever it is you believe it's just an act of kindness to keep these people who are struggling to keep other people alive, alive, to protect these people for, who are at the front lines of, 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 of this face of the, this, I, I can't even say it's, it was, 
it changed me. It made me realize what a mask can do and how such a small gesture can have such tremendous effects at the tail end of the game. And it just made me really wish that people could watch these videos and that they would be aware of what a simple action can do at something like this. So, but that, mm. yeah, that page is a, is a tough page for me. Mm. I, I, <laughs> Even think, though. I think the toughest page for me because of what it is and because of what it means, at least to me as a reader is also the way that I see you culminating your thoughts in your manuscript when you write so why did we all go inside? Well, there were lots of reasons, but mostly because everyone knew it was the right thing to do. And on this yeah. book, the way that my eyes read it, and I think the way you intended it, is that there are all of these faces staring out at us, and many of them are in full color, but there are some that are just this, this sort of shade of blue-gray that I took to mean those are... Those are the ones that we lost. And to sit with looking at the faces of the people that we're serving and the people that we're trying to protect and those that we weren't able to. And knowing, knowing that we have space on this page to really think about what does it mean to do the right thing when you're given the opportunity to do the right thing. No matter how much it inconveniences you or makes you uncomfortable or how tired you are or fatigued you are from doing the right thing or whatever excuse we come up with yeah. to not just be looking at numbers that yeah. are insane numbers. And unfortunately, I, I feel we are all in, in, in danger of becoming numb to the numbers mm -hmm. because they come out every day, but rather to sit with the faces of and just yeah. just just be affected was something incredibly affecting to me and quite frankly when it was something so disarming and powerful and an image i hope stays with me uh, for the rest of my life for all of the books that i will be reading from here to the future i'm so grateful that that you i'm so grateful that you were able to pen and paint this book just as you were. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that win. Thank you. I, you know, every face in the book is real. They're all based on real people. I, have, in, <laughs> I had a feeling yeah. that they were. And there was actually yeah. one it, to go a little light about this. Um, and you can confirm or deny. That's totally fine. But I feel like I saw uh, author and illustrator Dan Santat in this book, <laughs> handing a guitar to his son. And I was like, I think I know that face. I've known Dan for a long enough time to feel like yeah. I recognize him. And as soon as I saw that, my brain just went, I'm sure all of these people are real. Just because how yeah. could they not be? How could something so personal not be so in invariably connected to, to, to real stories? Yeah, they're all they're all real people, all cold from the news, all cold from Instagram and Facebook and friends and people, and they have to be this. And I, I I keep saying this that I know my name's on the book. I actually fought against putting my name on the book. Really, is, um, I did because this is not my story. Sure. This is I keep saying we we wrote this. I was recording what we were all going through, like. I'm nothing but a conduit in this point. And mm. it's, for me, it's like a, 
it's a time capsule of this particular time when we were tested as humans and this is how we fared and and so it's it's not me this this maybe they're my words but they are words that i've heard repeated they are phrases i've heard said between friends and all those faces, all those incidences, all those, this <laughs> Dan, that's a ukulele. That's the one that he a ukulele, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I yeah. And I've got the friends who have been baking and the friends yeah. who like doing yoga and the, everything in there. It's, it's personal and it's real. And including the page of uh, people who died. Those are, mm. those were hard to do, but those were all people who died. My parents are on that page. They're, oh, they're still alive, but they're, they're both there. And, I, I'm I'm half hoping a total stranger will come up to me and say, that's me in the book. You put me in the book. And I'll say, I, I probably did. I, I probably wow. did. And it's it's a story for everybody because it's it's our story. This is this is a real life drama that literally everybody in the world is experiencing. And how often can you say that about something? So, yeah, I didn't want my name on the cover of this book. I just wanted it to be outside, inside, and... And have it at that. Well, we started by you introducing yourself as a creator, <laughs> and we're ending by you introducing yourself as a, a collector, as a yeah. conduit. I love that. I feel like that's a great place for us to close. Thank you, Lewin fam, so much Thanks. for joining us on Kidlit these days, but also, also always for spending time with me. Oh, th- Matthew, you are one of the most empathetic and gentle voices out there and I love talking with you because you always you always make people be better that's a good way of saying it you make people be better and thank you thank you very much thanks for having me this episode is sponsored by bookmarks a customizable journal to record your reading life meet your new reading buddy an all-in-one spot to record everything and anything book related Inspired by bullet journaling, Bookmarks offers ideas for setting up a multitude of book tracking pages with a mix of fill-in prompts, charts, lists, and plenty of dot grid pages to customize. To help expand your literary horizons, the journal also includes a selection of recommended reading lists compiled by Book Riot. Use Bookmarks to jot down what you're currently reading and what's on your nightstand, your favorite quotes, your new vocabulary words, memorable characters, your reviews of recent reads, and so much more. A clever bonus, the back flap has a punch-out bookmark. <laughs> Go to bookriot.com slash bookmarks tracker for your copy. Again, that's bookriot.com slash bookmarks tracker. Wonderful. Well, it is our favorite time of the episode, that time where we get to talk about books. Now, of course, uh, we want to remind you, of course, straight up that you can always share book recommendations to us using hashtag KidLit these days or emailing us at KidLit these days at bookriot.com. We will be providing every book that we mention uh, in our show notes at bookriot.com slash listen. Just find episode number 44 of the show. I was going to say right up top, we want to highly recommend that you check out Outside Inside by Lewin Pham. The book actually publishes on January 5th, so the Tuesday after this episode launches, January 5th, 2021. Um, but it is ready for pre-order, and it will be ready to ship to you at that time. And then you can tweet to us and talk to me yes. about this wonderful book, and then, Nicole, you'll read it, and we can I all can't just wait to read it. nerd out together. <laughs> My favorite. I can't My favorite. wait.
So I was mentioning to you off recording, Nicole, that when I went on to Amazon to search for, I literally searched for COVID books for kids, mm-hmm. I found 867 current results on Amazon, which I'm saying now, I'm noting now, because it goes back to something that, that Wynn and I talked about in our interview, which is that in April, May, around that time in 2020, so many people having just started quarantining for the month, two months, seeing things get worse, not knowing when things were going to get better, we we all started responding in different ways, right? Through mm-hmm. hopping on social media, by writing poems, by, in some cases, writing books, maybe for mm-hmm. your immediate family or for those um, in, in your, you know, classroom or, or school or just for, for the world. Uh, so many people jumped into the world to share stories, to help offer comfort to kids, And 867 results on one website alone is an awful lot to go through to find good stuff. So before we recommend a a, a couple titles, I want to emphasize that that you all, listeners, if you wrote a book about COVID-19 or masking up about the pandemic, if you have a friend or family member or teacher or someone in your life that has written a book, make sure that you promote that book. Share that book. Help their story get out. It's so wonderful that so many people are turned to uh, turning to storytelling to share ways to cope and comfort. Uh, and and you know when 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 other people encounter the eight hundred and sixty seven results, they're going to need a way to sift through all of those. And mm-hmm. your recommendations might be that very way that they do that. So so uh, keeping that in mind, Nicole, I'm going to pass over to you to start us off talking about a couple book recommendations. For sure, I have shared this book before. Maybe really in our very first episode about COVID, I shared this book. It's called Germs, Fact and Fiction, Friends and Foes. It's by Lisa Klein Ransom and it's illustrated by James Ransom. And I like this book um, just because I feel like it's a good primer on like what germs are um, and it makes it fun and it's and the illustrations are good. Um, and I think, you know, we talked about the vaccine being kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, but I think there are going to be more questions from kids around what is a vaccine? What does it do? How does it combat germs? Right. Um, and I think there's going to be ongoing questions around whether or not we need to keep having masks or we need to do all this if the if, if kids are hearing about this vaccine. Right. So um, I just think this is a really good basic book for what germs are, what bacteria are, what viruses are. Um, and Lisa Klein Ransom and James Ransom did a great job on it. I love Lisa Klein Ransom and James Ransom, husband, wife, team that make gorgeous picture books together. I'm so glad that you brought that back up, Nicole. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to recommend a kid's book about COVID-19 by Malia Jones. We mentioned this last episode, but what I failed to mention is that when a kids book about released this title they also released a free ebook version which we will link to in the show notes uh let me tell you a little bit about Malia Jones Malia Jones is an academic and a, a researcher and a social justice advocate and a great lover of maps and a partner and a mom um she lives in Madison Wisconsin where she works in a university setting as a social epidemiologist studying how infectious diseases spread in human populations so 
I gave you that context so that you, you, you know the voice behind this book that you're reading and sharing with children. Uh, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful book to have with a parent reading with a child reading about this topic to, like you said, understand what is coronavirus? Uh, how does it spread? Having that understanding and just understanding how vulnerable people are, and in fact that kids maybe aren't as vulnerable but that they can still affect other people in very significant ways, I think is important to to be able to have that language to have those conversations with kids. This book contains in the back a, a number of facts about COVID-19 so that uh, we can clear up some presuppositions about it and how fast it's spreading and where it's coming from. Uh, and then there's also some great think about questions at the end of the book itself in the outro. So lots of good, good meaty stuff here to to help children understand that that maybe if you haven't talked to your kids directly about COVID-19 recently, other than just generally being safe, read this book so that we have a, a reminder of that context of what's going on in the world at large so that we know that our actions count. Great. I, um, I want to add another book actually that's offered for free. Um, it's called Why We Stay Home, Susie Learns About Coronavirus. It's by Samantha Harris and Devin Scott, and it's illustrated by Harriet Rodis. Um, I, you mentioned the almost 900 books on, <laughs> on Amazon around COVID, and uh, these two authors are actually med, med, med students from Southern California who um, were just seeing all of those books happening, and they didn't see enough black and brown people represented in the COVID books that were happening for kids. Um, and so they created this. Um, they're definitely um, they're definitely new to the kids' literature world, so there's some some like verbs and words that are a little bit more advanced in this picture book. But I still recommend it because there's black and brown, like a little girl and her big sister, um, and they explain why it's important to stay home. They explain what coronavirus is, um, and you can get it free, and it downloads in multiple languages. So they have it in Spanish, French, Italian, and Portuguese. Um, and again, that's why we stay home. Susie learns about coronavirus. That's so wonderful. I want to go. We're having like lots of books written by people with specialized degrees. Mm -hmm. And the next book I definitely shared with you before because I can hear you laughing in my ear when I shared it. <laughs> but yeah. it's called Do Not Like This Book. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's written by a microbiologist by um, Eden Van Barrick and illustrated by Julian Frost. This book is not about COVID-19. It came out uh, two years ago, 20 or I guess three years ago, 2017, end of 2017. It's a book about microbes and how they spread. Uh, and in this book called Do Not Like This Book, uh, you touch the page and then it shows, it goes between these cartoon illustrations and then uh, microscope images of this is what it looks like on your finger. This is what it looks like on your tooth, on your sweater to to show children that hidden world of microbes mm -hmm. which is so exciting mm -hmm. but to know also that that's that's how we spread things mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how that happens <laughs> is I, I think just a fascinating thing i think we're we're going to reach all children in all different ways through these books that we're sharing now and so knowing that what some children need is to just understand what it means 
to be a, a virus or to be a, a, a microorganism, what it means to be spreading these things, what it means to be safe, what it means to be uh, taking care of ourselves mentally and physically and taking care of others. There's a lot of different ways that our books are serving. And uh, I guess I'll just wrap up by, by going back to if you have a friend that has written a book or if you yourself or someone you know has written a book that you think is serving readers in that good way too, please make sure to share it. Hit us up. Use hashtag KidLit these days when you share it over social or just straight up email us if you um, want to share that way. KidLit these days at bookriot.com. Uh, and that's that's our show for today. So thank you. Thank you for joining us again. As always, we would love your feedback on this podcast. And we always appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts. When you do that, you also help other people find us. You can find me, Matthew Winner, at Matthew Winner on Twitter. And you can find me, Nicole Young, on Twitter at IttyBittyNY. Thanks to Dr. Baker for sound editing on this episode. If you have a story idea, reach out to us on social media using hashtag KidLitTheseDays or email us at KidLitTheseDays at BookRiot.com. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about and what you would like to hear next on the show. May your coming days be storied. And may those good stories keep on coming. Music